At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. Bellington, Vermont, 105.9 The Radiator. We're back. I'm your host this evening, Tom Proctor. And with me now is Rick Polari. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Tom? I'm pretty well. It's uh, great to be here, you know. And, and it's really kind of so uh, interesting when you come into this room because it takes you away. It's a whole different kind of experience. And it goes along with uh, my mantra these days of create what you want where you are. Instead of always traveling and looking for something special, Create it right in your own home. And, and that's what you folks have done for so long in a big, heavy world, is make this your own reality. And so it's always fun to be here and uh, and present some of my folky stuff. <laughs> I love it. And I, I know exactly what you mean. We've been in uh, many different places while I've been here. And every single one of them has, even though we have geographically changed places, every one of them has got the same vibes and the, the, same, the same spirit. Yeah. It, it definitely does. I mean, I walked in here and I knew where I was <laughs> because, <laughs> right. you know, all the other times that I've been, and it's been many times mm -hmm. now that I've been on this uh, radio station for a while, I was a DJ here. Did you know that? I actually didn't know that, right? Yeah, I did that for a while. For I think we did a, a year with uh, my friend Ben Bergstein and uh, we did a show here. And uh, it was fun. It was fun. It was a little hard for me because I was traveling so much, mm. and you had to do the show live. <laughs> right. It's one of uh, it's one of Jim's Jim's uh, rules there. Um, but Rick, I would love to hear what you've got to play for us. Um, I hear you're starting us out with a with a live unplugged banjo yeah. song. Well, you know, I, it was just a few weeks ago that I brought a Woody Guthrie's daughter. Nora Guthrie here, and she did a wonderful concert uh, over at the North End studio, and I interviewed her for my TV show, The Songwriter's Notebook, and uh, we were talking about Woody Guthrie and his impact that he's had on musicians, he, like Wilco, you know, or the uh, Billy Bragg, so many people, because he was talking about things, you know, just like, you know, the fellows who are just in playing uh, the punk music and kind of letting their feelings come out not worrying about whether it was commercial or not, but playing a song because it had something to say. Mm -hmm. And that's what Woody did. And, and this song, when you think about the words, even though it was written back, oh, in about the 1940s, it could be written today. Just go to the border. Go to the border over in Texas. Well, I ain't got no home. I'm just rambling around. I'm just a wandering worker. I go to town to town. Police make it hard wherever I may go. No, I ain't got no home in this world anymore. I was living on the shares and I was always poor. My crops I did lay upon my banker's door. My wife up and died on my cabin floor and I ain't got no home in this world anymore I ain't got no home I'm just rambling around I'm just a wandering worker I go from town to town 
police make it hard wherever I may go. No, I ain't got no home in this world anymore. My brothers and my sisters are traveling on that road. It's a hard and dusty road where a million feet have trod. My banker took my home, Lord. He kicked me from my door. No, I ain't got no home in this world anymore. You know, I've traveled around this country. It's mighty plain to see. This wide, wicked world, it's a funny old place to be. The gambling man is rich, while the working man is poor. And I ain't got no home in this world anymore. I ain't got no home. I'm just a rambling round. I'm just a wandering worker. I go from town to town. Well, police make it hard wherever I may go. And I ain't got no home in this world anymore. Tom, you think about all those children that are in those migrant camps down there, right on the border. They don't have any home anymore. They left their home. And that's what this kind of music has always been about, Tom. It's always been telling that story that needs to be told. And I think more than ever, when you look around at this crazy world, you know, people aren't saying what needs to be said. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things going on, and people are turning their head and not speaking up. And I think it was people like Woody Guthrie and Pete Seeger and many people, Paul Robeson, uh, Stetson Kennedy, and all these. And, and the young people that are out there today, you know, uh, who are speaking up, all those kids, you know, from Florida, mm -hmm. who really showed everyone what they could do. Well, not to get too off track, I, I guess, but to kind of go down that route. Um, the few of the people you're 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 mentioning here are very much of the what we call the golden generation. There's a lot of people that you're also mentioning of of generation millennial generation or generation Z. Whereas mm -hmm. the people that don't seem to be speaking up about this seems to be more about the the generally the boomer generation. So a lot of a lot of the music that you know uh, we love around here this mm -hmm. folk music that started at Italy in the 1930s but got really big in the 1950s and 60s those people that were saying those messages 50 60 years ago mm -hmm. where would you say that this kind of why are those messages not coming from them now well i don't really you know know i think that you have to uh, think about the you know the 60s and the 50s as, as sort of a, a renaissance of music in general. Such fantastic music came out during that particular time, into the 70s, too. You know, then disco came along. <laughs> hey, can't knock disco around here. I love some disco. <laughs> you know, that's good to dance to, you know. But really, it, I think that the, a lot of things were being said in the 60s because of the Vietnam War. Mm -hmm. And there was a, 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 that was one of the ways that you could talk about how you, you were feeling. And it went through all the, the different genres. And I think that you know, now that uh, there are people writing songs again because they're, they're trying to speak out. But I think that the idea is, what I was talking about earlier, is create what you want where you live. And that's what we're doing, you know, uh, not this week, Oh, we're doing it. I'm doing it this week down in, at the Clearwater Festival. But uh, the following week, 
uh, June 21st, we're going to create a, a, a kind of, you know, you know, like that story, Brigadoon, you know, where the magical place comes to life. Well, that's what we're trying to do right at Kingsland Bay, Kingsland Bay Park. Now, you, you probably don't know, but years and years ago, that was the home of the Champlain Valley Folk Festival. And every year there were thousands of people who would come there and listen to music, all kinds of wonderful music. And you know, what happens, Tom, is, is that unfortunately um, people think, well, I don't know if it's really, I don't know if I'm gonna make it this year. I don't know if I can go to this event. I don't know if I can go to that event. And guess what? Those events close, mm -hmm. don't they? You don't, they don't come to the club, the club shuts down. They didn't come to the festival, and the festival had to shut down. But you are reviving it for June 21st, or at least a, a mm -hmm. s a, in a certain way, and that is in conjunction with Make Music Day Vermont, which is an internationally global inclusive music festival happening in Vermont, Burlington, uh, down in uh, Kings, you say Kings Water Bay? Kingsling Bay. Kingsling Bay, thank you. Yeah and uh, thousands of other places around the world. So tell me a little bit about this festival and your involvement in it. Well, yeah, I, I did one a couple years ago. Jim Lockridge asked me about doing one, and we did it at Kingsland Bay, but it was on a Thursday, I think, or a Wednesday, so it was hard mm. to actually get a lot of enthusiasm, and we brought a few people over there, and the park really didn't understand what we were trying to accomplish either, and we had a nice time. But now that it's on a Friday and we had a lot of advance notice, I've been you know, talking with, uh, with the Kingsland Bay Park director, and she's been very uh, excited about this idea of bringing music back into the park. So it will be a day that will be a very long day for our summer solstice because we're going to start around noon, and we're going to have little song circles all around the park on front porches and uh, we'll have them uh, maybe over in the dining hall and each one will maybe have a different theme there might be some blues music in one place and there'll be some uh, maybe uh, acoustic uh, you know sing-along kind of things in another place and maybe some old rock kind of stuff you know on another place all acoustic but uh, and not amplified it's, uh, it's very natural kind of organic feeling that will be taking place. And about these song circles, um, the idea is that everyone gets a chance to play. No one is excluded. So that if you're in that circle, you have a chance to be heard. You, you have a chance to sing a song. Or you can say, no, I'm, I'm not ready. Let someone else play. But you have that chance. And that's really important to me uh, to make sure that everyone there will um, be able to participate. And we're hoping, I mean, it's, it's hard to say what the weather's going to be. If we have great weather, you know, you can see people spread out all over the park with picnic baskets and, you know, eating food. And, you know, it's supposed to be, a, 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 the park is supposed to be free that day so people can come in and enjoy the music. And uh, there will be hopefully around five o'clock or so, I'm going to try to gather all these circles, smaller circles, into one big, large circle and have this really um, kind of big sing-along until the sunset. Oh, beautiful. And you said you've, uh, you've 
been part of uh, this Make Music Day before a couple of years ago. What other uh, events do you know that's either you've done before in previous years, uh, apart from the one you mentioned, and what do you know is going on this year as well as uh, the one that, you've, that you're organizing? Well, I think that they're, they're all over the place. In, in every, uh, you know, every musician had a chance to organize their own event mm. and pick where they wanted to do it. So yeah, there, there are some folks that, that wanted to come to my event, but they're doing it in their own community. And that's the way it should be, is that uh, everyone uh, was able to create their own kind of event. And that's what's making it really special, because we don't really know what it's going to be like. I mean, there could be, I mean, I'm choosing to do something more in a folky kind of acoustic mm -hmm. thing, but there's going to be people, you know, with their amplifiers out and, and playing in different places. There's going to be, you know, maybe brass bands playing because it's music. It's not being said that it's folk music or rock music or punk music. It's make music. And that's what we're going to do. Right. And um, so who else have you got involved uh, with with your particular event, um, and is it a case of anyone can kind of bring a guitar down and, and just have at it, or is there certain bands playing at certain times, or is it a mixture of both? They can just bring their instrument and join the circle oh, right. and, and sing a song. Uh, I have people, uh, local people like Barry King. See, there's another little group that I've organized in, uh, in Heinsberg, where I live, uh, called the Song Farmers. Who are, uh, they get together and they have these kind of jams. So they're going to be helping uh, be the host of, uh, of these circles to make sure that everybody gets a chance, you know, and make sure that everything runs the, the way that we want it to be. We, there's no rules, so to speak, except we just want to make sure that everyone has a chance. And so, uh, and then we have a lot of friends. Uh, I have friends coming from New York, um, mainly because this year, Tom, marks an important anniversary. Our dear mentor, Pete Seeger, uh, would have been 100 years old uh, back in May, uh, on May 4th. Uh, and uh, so a lot of friends uh, are coming from, we're all, we're all playing at the Clearwater Festival in New York, and then they're all coming up here. They're camping out in my yard, and they're going to be here for the whole week, uh, weekend, long weekend, hmm. uh, playing all kinds of different shows together, honoring Pete. So everything uh, that, that I'm doing is a sort of a thank you to Pete Seeger because he spent a lot of time here in Vermont. He had family here, still does. Uh, and uh, so this is a nice way for, uh, for us to be able to celebrate him. Oh, wonderful. And um, we were talking a little bit before the, um, before the show uh, about your new record that you've come out, The Ricks, uh, mm -hmm. seeing Steering Pete's Course. Mm -hmm. um, so you want to tell me a little bit about that and maybe introduce one of the songs off it? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, th that the CD player will work there. Tom, I'm really excited because this is one of the very first times that, that it's going to be uh, actually aired because uh, the official release is this weekend. Uh, the, the CDs just came in. This is this is just a sample CD that you have here. Mm -hmm. uh, the real one is is waiting for me with my friend Rick, and it's 19 songs, and uh, it is uh, uh, once again. Not only did the people have to know Pete who are on, in this project, but they had to sail with him on the Clearwater. Mm. So everybody who was involved with this project actually sailed on the Hudson River uh, on this sloop Clearwater, 
And it was a very kind of a special thing. Uh, Guy Davis, fantastic blues uh, musician, uh, played harmonica. And we have singers. And we tried to record some songs uh, that were not the, the, the songs that everybody knows. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there's lots of albums or tribute albums these days where everybody's all playing the same songs that, that Pete did. And we wanted to do something different. We wanted to honor him by playing the maritime songs, the songs of seas and ocean and environment, environmental songs, because that was really important to Pete. And so uh, I picked out two songs from, from this. And uh, do you think we can hear the first one? Oh, let's, uh, let's give it a go. We can hope. <laughs> we this can hope. this one is a Don't Ask What a River is For. This is a very, very rare song. Mm -hmm. And the funny instrument that you're hearing me play uh, is a mouth bow. Okay. <laughs> On the Oregon-Idaho border, you can find a big trickling stream. They call her Old Hell's Canyon, but to me, she's a beautiful dream. Come a rickety-tick-tick, bubbling on, don't ask what a river is for. Come a rickety-tick-tick for a million years, let's ask for a million more. They say what a terrible waste The water sure could grow good crops We say don't be in such haste Come a rickety tank bubbling on Don't ask what a river is for Come a rickety tank for a million years Let's ask for a million more Idaho say, oh my, what a terrible waste. We say, take a trip to the Pentagon if you want to do something about waste. Come a rick a tick a tick, bubbling on. Don't ask what a river is for. Come a rick a tick a tick for a million years. Let's ask for a million more. Idaho border, be a black or brown or just tan. Take a trip on the old white water and be glad for a beautiful land. Come a rick a tick a tank, bubbling on. Don't ask what a river is for. Come a rick a tick a tank for a million years. Let's ask for a million more. It's actually it's a, uh, a piece of wood uh, called a mouth bow that has a string on it. And you hold it up against your mouth, and you're making the sound by changing the, the, the shape of your mouth. Mm -hmm. It's one of the oldest stringed instruments known. Uh, they play them over in Africa, and uh, I learned it from old Jimmy Driftwood, the old Ark, uh, Ar uh, Ozark Mountain uh, balladeer, and he learned it from the Cherokee Indians. 
That's how he learned how to play that mouth bow. And we thought it was kind of fun to put that on there. So that's a, that, a kind of a song that you don't hear very often. And it was really hard to track it down because he only recorded it once. And he gave the rights away to so, somebody who was trying to save the river out in Idaho. Uh, and that's the way this whole project has been, with trying to track down some of these unusual songs. Mm. Do we have time for another one? I think we may, yes. Uh. This one is really special um, because it's about the whale. It's called The Song of the World's Last Whale. And when you listen to the words, like I said, even though it was written a long time ago, it could be in the headlines tomorrow. Mm-hmm. The song of the world's last whale As I rock in the moonlight and I reap the sail It'll happen to you without fail If it happens to me, sing the world's last whale It was down in Bermuda in the early spring Near the underwater mountain where the humpbacks sing I lowered my microphone a quarter mile down Switched on the recorder, let the tape spin round I didn't hear the grunting, I didn't hear the squeaks I didn't hear the bellows, I didn't hear the shrieks It was a musical singing and a passionate wail That came from the heart of the world's last wail Harpoons wait, but it's up on the land they decide my fate. In London town, they'll be telling the tale if it's life or death for the world's last whale. So here's a little test, see how you feel. Here's a little test for the age of the automobile. If we can say, our singers in the scene Perhaps there's a chance To save you and me I heard the song Of the world's last whale As I rocked in the moonlight And a wreath of sail It'll happen to you Without fail If it happens to me Sang the world's last whale It'll happen to you Without fail, if it happens to me, sang the world's last whale. All right, the uh, song of the last whale, there, and another another song that was uh, first come up, uh, first envisioned on on Pete's uh, boat. Well, I think he wrote it. I think uh, back. I'm not sure it was in the seventies or so. But it was one of those songs that he only recorded once, and it wasn't. Uh, he recorded it later in life, so it it was kind of 
didn't really have much of a melody. So mm -hmm. I put this uh, um, more of kind of a, a, a mountain sound to it with a banjo, and it gave it a different feeling. And that's what we were trying to do, Tom. We were trying to bring uh, new life into some of these songs that hadn't been heard much and give them uh, a chance to be heard by uh, a new generation of people. And we just played, uh, Rick and I, uh, my friend Rick Nessler, we just played at the Mystic uh, Seaport uh, Festival over in Mystic, Connecticut, and it was really great. People really enjoyed it. And you know, I think that that's, uh, I mean, I knew Pete for about 40 years and, and worked with him on and off on all kinds of projects. And so this is a real personal thing um, that was not an easy thing to do, Tom, um, because when he died, he was one of those performers. I don't, you might have a performer that, uh, that touched you in a way uh, that was something special. I mean, you might have seen him at a concert or, or just experienced something where they, they made a place for themselves in you. They almost like lived with you. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. And that, that happened with a lot of people um, with Pete Seeger. And when he passed away at the age of, uh, he was 94, it was like uh, there was a hole left in their heart where they felt like, oh, something's missing. And they were, they were, they were hurting. And it was our job, those of us who knew Pete, to go out and try to fill that hole by singing the songs and let people know that people are going to keep singing and things are going to continue on. But it was not easy to do that. And we couldn't, uh, Rick or I, we could not even think of recording anything back when he first passed mm. away. And of course, you are doing uh, uh, a great tribute to him uh, in Burlington at the Black Box Theatre. And I think we've just got about enough time to, to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, the, this is uh, Jason Baker, uh, who helps me out. I have a little radio show called Folk Talk, you know, uh, on uh, WBTV LP. And uh, Jason's been helping me out over there. And he wanted to, to organize something uh, right here in Burlington. So he went to the Black Box Theater. And this is a benefit for the Sloop Clearwater, the big environmental sloop. And uh, an interview that I did with Pete, um, a, a video, 28-minute video, will be shown uh, before the concert. So people get a chance to listen to Pete talk and see all these archival uh, photos of the, how the Sloop Clearwater was built. Because something really cool is going to happen. There's going to be like an environmental Clearwater group that's going to be starting right here in Burlington, right on Lake Champlain, that it's going to try to help clean up Lake Champlain. So that's one of the, 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 the kind of things that have, have come from uh, getting everybody together. And we're going to be launching that on, uh, on the 20th, right before all this other madness. We'll have a boat out, uh, right out on the dock, and they'll be taking people. Uh, we'll be doing a, a little publicity kind of thing. And then there's going to be some uh, boat rides out there and try to get people to look at, look at the Lake Champlain, look how dirty it is, and what do we have to do to help clean it up. That's how it all starts. Wonderful. Well, I'm glad that Pete is uh, leaving a legacy which has sown a thousand seeds that have blossomed into, into plants and flowers that you know, hopefully are going to heal the world a little bit. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you. And Rick, always a pleasure having you on. And, uh, you know, just give us another shout whenever you want to come back in again. We always love hearing from you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Good night. Uh, next week, we have got on 
Um, a couple of people that I don't have up right now, but I'm sure that they're going to be fantastic. Robin Godfrey. <laughs> Robin Godfrey Band is coming on next week, so catch us then. Until uh, that moment, um, I'll bid you good night. This has been Tom Proctor and the Rocket Shop. Adios.